Welcome to the podcast Real People, Real Lives, Women Immigrants of New York, a storytelling project from New Women New Yorkers. Real People, Real Lives highlights a diverse picture of immigrant women living in the city. It elevates these narratives, moving beyond statistics and political rhetoric. In the previous editions of the project, participants were interviewed to share their stories and were photographed in iconic New York City neighborhoods. Photographs and recordings were showcased in physical exhibitions held at several venues in the city, including at the Queens Museum. In this third iteration, the pandemic framed our choices. We skipped the photographs and opted for a podcast format. In the summer and fall of 2020, we interviewed immigrant women of all walks of life. They were selected through an open call or reached out to directly to ensure the participation of women from different backgrounds and affected by the pandemic in various ways. The participants talked about their immigrant experience within the backdrop of a year like no other, marked by the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, and the presidential election. Each story you will hear is a unique mix of determination, hope, challenges, and victories, small and big. In our very first episode, meet Bahar, a painter from Iran. She came to the US hoping to hone her painting skills. Over the last 15 years, she has created a body of work that explores identity through self-portraits. By incorporating Persian motifs, her self-portraits investigate humans' imagination, hopes, fears, dreams, freedom, restriction, sense of place, and belonging. This is also the premise of Real People, Real Lives. Bahar created a collage for this year's edition of Real People, Real Lives, Women Immigrants of New York. The medium was chosen because it captures the spirit and mood of this year. Fragmented, fast-paced, and multi-layered, like our lives shaped by Zoom, social media scrolling, and narrative disputes. Bahar will also facilitate a workshop for the other participants in the project. Now, on to the interview! As long as I remember myself, I always wanted to do new experiences in life and to discover Western art and culture. I remember when I was a teenager, my dream was living and working as a painter in Paris. So for that, I studied French language at university in Iran and then um, applied for an art university in South of France. In 2003, I moved from Iran to France for studying arts. And seven years later, I decided to move to the U.S. I feel it as the best decision of my life. I could never have the same experiences and exposure if I had stayed in the same place or I stayed in Iran forever or stayed in France forever, for example. I was born in a small city in north of Iran, kind of north, center north, called Shahrud. But I was grew up in uh, Tehran. I was born after the revolution, the exact time of Iran-Iraq war. 
that was a very chaotic time, actually. I've never seen any like bombing or battle scenes, but, uh, you know, you, I, I remember I could feel the depression in the whole country. I could see my mom's or my parents was worried about everything. Everything on TV or news was really sad and dark. I remember everything, yeah. That's why we, we moved a lot in different cities, just to be safe. And um, I went to the school regularly. I didn't have any problem for that. Immigration, it's a very hard decision and very hard process for everyone. It depends that how old you are when you enter to a new country or your goals or your dreams. I think um, during the early stages of adjustment, we all often uh, feel um, that things fall apart. But for me, you can tell my first years in the United States were challenging and the hardest thing I ever had to deal with was switching language from French to English, especially in my 30s. It was hard to start over in a new place and find new friends and community again. But the, the good thing about human beings is we are very resilient. More than anything, I was looking for a place where I could connect with other artists and being part of an art community. Home for me is more an abstract concept rather than just a place. To me, home is a structure, a feeling, a symbol, or a metaphor. So I think um, home is the place closest to our hearts, the place where we can keep alive our identity integrity and way of living. If we say there is connection between home and identity, to me, the sense of identity is more connected to my cultural background and the place where I grew up. Sometimes I'm more likely to depend on memories rather than thoughts of the future or living in the present. Uh, so um, in that case, I love to share my Iranian cultural background as a way to communicate with others and being part of my new home, which is New York, uh, which I love it and I care about it so much. It's very complex and I think it's a feeling that changes a lot throughout the time of your life. I think my art makes people curious to know more about me as a woman, as an artist, Iranian, immigrant. When 17 years ago I moved to France and left Iran for the first time, I used to draw myself through a mirror. And that was my everyday ritual. That was the way that I found to communicate with myself and others beyond, beyond the languages, you know. Um, as you know, throughout art history, self-portrait has somehow been a fundamental need for women artists to express themselves and their views. Um, even these days, 
when you look at social media, the desire to share yourself and your moments with everyone has become a daily requirement. Um, everyone has a camera and selfies are an inseparable part of our lives. When you look, for example, at Frida's work, which I really love her works, um, you can obtain a lot of emotions and stories in addition to a self-portrait. And it's not just an expression of a moment in the artist's life. I think I'm telling my own personal stories. Um, I see my self-portrait as a visual diary and records of my self-thoughts, of my dreams, thoughts, um, personal memories. So I challenge myself by blurring the lines between subject, object, real, unreal, animal, human, Eastern, Western. I love to show the contrasts and the contradictions because life is full of the contradictions. So that inspires me a lot to choose and pick different kind of symbols or um, patterns from my culture or my background visual. In my works, I often referencing Iranian history, exploring the relationship between contemporary culture and art history, natural history, religion, mythology. Most of the time, I start by designing a crown for my portrait as a symbol of power, victory, honor, and glory. Because I believe every woman is a queen. This is my belief. And their personal story or experiences in life and their dreams makes their crowns. Uh, I'm obsessed with medieval illustrations, for example, and Indo-Persian uh, painting where made of animals, monsters, and part of it. I don't limit myself in any way. I give myself a range of possibilities to make a body of work, but I do research about my concept, use the characters, motifs that, con that I connect with, or the elements that can complete the narration of my painting. Um, I like collecting pictures of animals, make models, then draw from them and use my imagination as well, which this is very close to the idea of collage for this project, especially. I follow my self-portrait process as usual to find my idea for making something related to identity and immigration. So you see, for example, in this work, familiar Persian visuals, such patterns and symbols of traditional Persian miniature. In this work, especially, I printed out my images and applied acrylic medium to paste them on the board. And then I got over it with other mediums, such as plastic, acrylic paints, ink, and color pencil. The concept of this bird is a mystical bird in um, Persian culture. It's called Seymour. It's a bird that's made from 30 birds. C means the, the number 30. So Seymour means 30 birds. So um, 
is kind of like flying and going from one place to other place. We are all living through our uh, computers or the windows, so it's depressing. I work in a home studio, as you see. So my lifestyle as an artist hasn't been changed that much, uh, but my point of view on life has been changed. In the beginning, unpredictability about future was very terrifying. Um, and everything has been paused. Um, one of my exhibition been canceled. Uh, I had the feeling of being lost in time. Um, the first three weeks of the self-isolation in March, um, I've been very productive, like a crazy machine. I think that was just I think that was just a natural re reaction or self-defense to accept that new strange situation and um, trying uh, to keep my mind quiet for things that are that were out of our control. So, um, but then after those two, three intense weeks, I stopped to paint for two, three months and. I was spending days and weeks just reading, writing, and my mood was like a roller coaster. So I, I didn't know what I'm doing. So that was so weird. Um, but days after days, when I've accepted this new life, I became more concentrated and started working hard on um, the new series of paintings for my solo show in New York. Um, and I think art of any kind, like music, film, books, saved us during this pandemic. Um, it helped us to reconnect with ourselves first, then with others. Um, and I felt the power of art in my life more than ever. It's really helped me uh, to cope better with any wanted or unwanted changes in life. 8th September. So um, that was the time that the art galleries started to open to the public and the museum, I think. So people weren't really sure about coming to the openings. Uh, so I remember most of the people who attended to that night, they told me it is your, their first um, experience after the lockdown to come to the openings. So that was so weird, but I'm so happy that I've done it. Normal openings, people just um, meet each other, talk to each other, and it's, fun is at the same time um, great to connect with people. Uh, you meet new artists, new people, new art lovers. But if you ask me, I don't remember any faces because all the faces were covered by the masks. Even I couldn't recognize my friends. That was funny. So that was weird. But... That was 
I mean, we should continue to work, we should continue to live, and art is not gonna stop. Being a woman in general, in every different part of the globe is challenging. But I think uh, we face different kinds of challenges in our everyday life as a woman in Iran or in US um, in terms of getting the same or equal opportunities and rights in the society or workplace. In Iran, the thing is the government has created created and enforced numerous discriminatory laws and regulation um, limiting women's participation in the job market, for example, uh, which this discrimination against women comes from the political ideology that has dominated Iran since the revolution in 1979, which pushed women to adopt perceived idea, ideal roles as mothers and wives and try to marginalize them from uh, public life or enforcing a dress code like wearing scarf as a requirement for appearing in public for them. I think in a democratic society like um, United States, women have more possibilities to take equal part and have less barriers to equal participation in building the future of themselves and their families. Having an irrational person like Trump as the president of the United States, uh, where his election slogan was, make America great again, or America first, you know, makes you feel separated from the rest of the society as an immigrant. And then his immigration policies of restrict travel and visas from certain, certain countries, the travel ban I'm talking, um, that was ridiculous and racist. I knew so many Iranian doctors, a student who couldn't come back to the US after travel ban and their studies, their life in only one night just changed. Um, they are all had student visa or even green cards, but you know, uh, you can imagine just a simple order from a self-centered president can affect how many lives. So the reason of immigration is not the same for everyone. Not everyone of us decided to come to the US for having higher educations or opportunities in job or just for experiencing other cultures. There are people who escapes from wars and lack of securities in their countries. That was so unexpected unexpected and very harsh towards the immigrants. So we dealt with a lot of bad news every day about Iran specifically, you know, especially the last, I mean, 2020 was one of the hardest year. It doesn't affect my life at all because I'm a citizen here. I live here. I 
it's been a long time that I moved from country, but emotionally we are all connected. When I see my people, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking about the government, but the people, they really had a very hard time during these four years. I thought America is a democratic country. That was one of the shock that I, I've dealt with. Um, and that was really challenging uh, emotionally, first of all, for me, or Middle Eastern or, or Iranians. Racism, there is in this, in this country. I've seen so many racist behavior towards African-American people. I still have hopes when I see a movement, Black Lives Matter, when people get united to change racist and nationalist system. I think everyone is responsible and should step out for adding more positive impacts to this movement because racism and nationalism are both dangerous for the world and all nations. I think America has faced so many ups and downs during Trump's presidency and his policy to fall apart America didn't work, hopefully. And finally, it's over. All the surprises and bad speeches, all the name callings and bullies, the childish reactions, lack of information, lies, selfishness, 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 oh my God, that's a hard word, um, gone. <laughs> with him now and forever, I hope. Self-confidence, believe in science and facts, respect to our cultural differences, try to share our experiences, help each other to make a better United States of America um, as a beautiful multicultural country. Um, being kinder together beyond gender, color, cultural backgrounds, and religion differences, and even trying to make bridges between U.S. and our homeland to exchange useful experiences with each other um, and make the world a better place to live for everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. This week's episode was produced by me, Bruna Shapira, and Ariel Kandel. Editing is by Anna Zemskova. For more information about Real People, Real Lives and the full transcript of this episode, head to nywomenimmigrants.org. Next week, you'll meet Poetry, a nurse from the Philippines. The third edition of Real People, Real Lives, Women Immigrants of New York is made possible in part with funding from the William Talbot Hillman Foundation. To get in touch, drop us a line at realpeople at nywomenimmigrants.org. See you next week.